The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. beautiful soul family. How are you all feeling? Guys, we are just one month away from enrolling for the Pleasure and Precision Mastermind. And we are going to cover a very juicy topic today. Because the mastermind is really designed for people who either already are entrepreneurs or who are preparing to expand from being a solopreneur to an entrepreneur in the next couple of years. And this discussion around what a solopreneur is and what an entrepreneur is, is not one that is talked about enough. And I wanted to spend some time unpacking it today because understanding the sort of evolution and the steps and process along the path will save you so much time and heartache. Because when you first start your business, you are a solopreneur. Assuming you don't start with a ton of venture capital from the gate and you're like building out this robust, you know, system from the gate, if you get millions of dollars of VC funding, but that's generally not who I'm talking about. That's like the tech world that I came from, right? A lot of you guys are starting from where you are with your big, beautiful brain and the skills that you have and your heart and your vision and a laptop. And seriously, can we just have a moment for like gratitude for how absurdly lucky we are to be born right now in this time where that's the playing field. There's literally no barrier to entry. It's like, do you have a laptop or a mobile device and a brain and a heart (laughs) and a vision? It's all you need. Because when you have yourself and you have your network and you have a service that could benefit that network, holy moly everything's there. Everything is right there. And for most solopreneurs just getting started, the biggest thing they need help with is just their beliefs, right? Believing that what they offer is valuable, believing that their vision is possible, believing in their ability to figure it all out, working their mindset. And I have seen so many of my clients hit their first six figures without having their copy nailed, without a fancy website, 
And for them, it just came down to work in their brains, showing up to their current network, signing a handful of clients, and then serving those clients powerfully. And then that handful of clients begins telling their network about you and your client roster in the beginning is often people you directly know or people who have been referred to you by people you directly know. It's funny, I remember I was like teaching my current mastermind about this like a while back and the the videographer talking about networks and the power of networks, the videographer that I hire for all of my events is a former nine to five coworker. And he was telling me about how, when he started, um, now he's an employee, he works as a videographer and he does my events just as a, like a freelance side project, but he had started and he was thinking he might go for his own business as a videographer. And when he got started, he was like, Oh, I'm just going to get like, I'm going to go and I'm going to shoot some weddings. And then at every single wedding, somebody would ask for his card. Somebody would be getting married soon. Somebody would need something. And they'd be like, Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Can I have your information? And that was so often how he got his next gig, how he got his next wedding to shoot. And that's so often for people when they're first starting out, right? You just are good at what you do. You get referrals. And then we're just adding this like beautiful marketing and sales engine to it. So that like, cause I know so many people that they don't do the marketing and sales and their business grows, but it takes maybe 15 or 20 years. And I'm like, let's just do it in a year or two. <laughs> just save you like 18 years off the journey and we'll get there a lot faster. Right? So Even if you have an extraordinarily large vision, you've got to start where you are, right? And you cannot resist that place. So you guys remember that Netflix, when they got started, they would snail mail you DVDs. I don't know if any of you remember that. I remember when Netflix first started, they would send DVDs in the mail to my house. Snail mail speed. And now they're so big that they have cable TV shaking in their boots. Cable TV was like this monster that could not be touched for the longest time. And now look at what Netflix has done. They're making some of the best programming on TV, including movies that are so good. They've been nominated for Oscars. It's like, that was not a thing, right? It was always like movie, big movie studios that were producing things that were Oscar nominated. And Netflix is like, no, now it's just us. But when they started, they had their vision, but they mailed you other people's stuff, snail mail style. They just got started where they were. So when you first get started, you don't need a content calendar. You don't need a back end in your business full of systems and processes. When you first get started, you need clients who pay you money. (laughs) So your focus needs to be on your front end, your brand, your marketing, your selling. And I think this is a huge mistake that so many solopreneurs make when they first get started is they come out and they start listening to entrepreneurs. And of course, entrepreneurs, when you're, you're going to seven figures, multiple seven figures, you need a lot on that end. And solopreneurs get confused and they're like, oh, I need all of those things now. And then they overcomplicate things. They overwhelm themselves and then they spin. And what I see a lot of people also do is like to do the branding work, the marketing work, the selling work that requires so much of you getting over your, like so much ego death, right? To get over yourself and be willing to put yourself out there. So a lot of people say they're working on their business, but they're doing a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) 
on the back end that will never lead to the next dollar coming in. So that's sort of an aside and listen, you can have a multiple six-figure business with no back end. <laughs> if you guys listened to episode 96 with my operations manager, Cheyenne, you heard all the juiciness of how this played out in my business. It was so funny. I think I'd received a question from Instagram for her for that episode, asking what the messiest thing was for her to clean up when she came into the business. And her answer, oh, I'm going like, to laugh just telling it. I think I like burst into laughter at the time and I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> the answer she gave, she was like, it's not like anything was messy. It's that it like didn't exist. It was like someone hires you to come and renovate their house, but then you like get to the address and it's an empty parking lot. And there's like nothing there. She's like, oh, you want me to build the house? And that was me at half a million dollars, my friends. So you can make a lot as a solopreneur focusing on the branding and the marketing and the selling, just being on the internet. And the other thing is that some of you might have zero interest in becoming an entrepreneur. And did you know that's fine? Like you could be a solopreneur for your whole life and never be an entrepreneur and never scale millions of dollars. And it's amazing. If you don't feel the desire inside of you, why would you empire build? And maybe you just don't have the call now and you'll get the call later. And that's not a problem. I see a lot of people in online business thinking they should be growing to seven figures, not because they have a deep soulful call and a vision that's big enough that warrants that, but because they see other people online talking about it and their brain decides to tether onto it and obsess about it. That's an awful reason <laughs> to try to scale and make the solopreneur to entrepreneur jump. And there's a big, big difference between being disconnected from your soul and having a brain that tells you that you aren't enough and that to be enough, you need to make a lot of money. You need to scale your business. You need to do these things. I've literally, I've coached people. It's like, then I'll be respected. Then I'll be whatever. And they're completely disconnected from their soul's blueprint and what they're here to do. So all they have is the conditioning of the rational mind. That's like ping-ponging them around and they're not enough to listen to, right? That's very different from being deeply connected, deeply connected to your soul and feeling the call to a vision so big, it kind of makes you want to throw up and an impact so potent that it fucking terrifies your rational mind. And today I want to talk to that second group. And if you're not there yet, I also just want to say like when I first got started, like I really, as far as I could see, was just replacing my salary which was like a little over six figures, right? I don't know, maybe 120, 120,000 or something, right? And that was as far as I could see out. And I was like, if I could just do that, that would be amazing. And it was because I hadn't put myself in containers that expanded myself, my brain into what was possible. And because I didn't see it as being a possibility for myself, I wasn't able to even answer to have that sort of pulse of desire start to radiate out from within me. And for those of you that are listening, that feel that pulse, that bigness inside of you that is aching to come out and manifest into this lived reality, this episode is for you. 
those of you that are signing clients, you're no longer in the space of spinning and scarcity that the next client will never come. Like, you know, they're coming. Your, your rational mind might sometimes worry, like, when are they coming, right? But you know, they're coming and you know, you're in this for the long haul. There's no like, there's no days where you're just like, maybe I'll just like never do this. <laughs> you're in it. And it's just a matter of like, I want to make my path there as easeful as possible. And I want to sort of get over myself. Like I can see that it's me that's blocking me. And I want to get over that faster. This is like, I'm talking to you guys today, right? And you're assigning clients. It might be that you're wanting to, you're wanting to up the quantity of clients, or maybe there's like, oh, I'm feeling called to serve like a higher level of client, right? So you're, you're like, oh, this is so good. And I want more like, yes, thank you more, please. You're in that space where like what you've got, you're like, okay, now like I can see what this is. And I'm so hungry for more because I can feel my soul feel so called every time I drop into that client session, I want more. Okay. And then when you do sign clients, they're happy. Okay. <laughs> they get what you sold them and you take your craft seriously and you take really good care of your clients. Okay. And you know that what you're experiencing right now is the tip of the iceberg. You know that your experience of being a solopreneur is just the tip of the iceberg of what is possible when you think about like, oh my gosh, like I've got, you know, like eight to 10 clients right now. Like what is possible when I have 800 to a thousand and the impact that I'll be able to have when I'm serving at that level, who am I called to be to become the person that's able to grow to that? What we're diving into within the Pleasure and Precision Mastermind is unearthing that iceberg, becoming the entrepreneur that can navigate that process. And in order for that to happen, you need to actually begin externalizing all the magic inside of you. Begin duplicating yourself. I'm talking leveraged marketing. So you're not spending time every day wondering what to say in a post. Seriously, the cognitive load of what should I post today is one of the cuts in a death by a thousand cuts that will keep you from your best work coming forward. You need to get systems and processes in place. So you're not spending time on like repetitive tasks. Like just notice if your brain is like always at like, what do we post today? Think about like the cognitive load in a week, or if you like then pull that out to a month of the cognitive load of that being a, a repetitive question you're asking yourself again and again and again, we want to look for any of that shit and root it out because all of that is cognitive load that is keeping you from your best work coming forward. We're also going to talk about either making sure your team is running effectively or prepping your business right now so that you make sure when you do start to bring on your person. So for the people who are coming into Pleasure and Precision, you either want to already have a team and that could just be like a contract team that you're working with, or you're prepping that you know in the next one to two years, you're gonna wanna bring on your first person. And what I see is when you don't set this up properly, you are fucked. <laughs> And it takes so much to clean up. So for those of you who are earlier on and you're like, okay, I know I want to like set my business up in a way so that this person can come on really seamlessly and they are 
a really effective support person that really takes things off my plate so I can be in my zone of genius and not something that where you feel like you're having to be, I don't know, like hurting cats. Okay. <laughs> and if you feel like you have a team and you're hurting cats, that's a you thing. And we need to talk about it. Okay. So anything that's happening where you're externalizing support, right? So whether that's tech solutions, whether that is team solutions, y'all, we're going to talk about it. Actually, I feel like I'm going to keep trying to not get in. There's another podcast coming on precision. I'm going to probably repeatedly start to go off on that tangent. And then I'm going to have to pull myself back because we will dive into this deeper in another upcoming podcast. So you might be like me, like maybe you're at half a million dollars and you've done none of that. And you're feeling like your business and the insane demand that you have is a train that you're constantly having to run after. That is definitely where I felt like I was at. I think I like the analogy I used, I was like, I felt like I was so, I'd gotten so good at the solopreneur thing of like building the branding, the marketing, the selling was so solid. I was like an apple tree. And like, I had so many apples on me. Like my tree was just full of apples, the demand, right? I just like clients just like, can I work with you throwing their money at me? And I had no root system. I had no root system. And you can only, I want you guys to think about this when you're making that solopreneur to entrepreneur transition, you can only grow as high. Your tree can only grow as high as your roots grow deep. Okay. So if you, if you've gotten that first part done where you're like in the solopreneur phase, you're getting really good at the marketing and selling, and you're getting ready to go into that entrepreneurship phase of scaling, you want to make sure that your roots are solid so that you can grow really high. And what you're going to create in the pleasure and precision mastermind is that nourishing structure that puts you in your zone of genius, driving the business forward. Now, this means your first round or maybe your first couple rounds, you might not be focused on revenue growth. You might be focused on creating a solid bedrock foundation to explode from. That's definitely what my experience has been in the past year or so. Our revenue has stayed about the same, but how the revenue is created is completely different. <laughs> you probably not only has the business gone through a complete rebrand, literally none of the offers are the same than they were six months ago. I mean, talk about change, but like also how the revenue was created. Like a year ago, my revenue was created. I was still signing one on one clients. I had my mastermind. So the way that I was making my money was probably like working one-on-one with clients. I don't know, at that point, maybe 15 hours a week. But when I was fully one-on-one, I think I was up to maybe 25 one-on-one clients before I went into a scalable offer, right? So like you might be making a decent amount of money, but is that on a lot of like in session, working directly with clients every single week, right? That was definitely where I was at. And to go into that entrepreneurial phase of creating something that could scale, I had to figure out, okay, how can I create something that helps my clients continue to get these like phenomenal results, but it's not requiring me being directly in front of them all the time, right? And so even though our revenue in Catherine Morrison Coaching has stayed pretty much the same over the past year, the way that revenue is created has gone from me being there in front of clients for so many hours a week to me working in my programs two hours a week. 
being in the groups to coach people as stuff is coming up. And then I'm creating so much intellectual property. You guys in the accelerator, it's like a fucking fire hose of value that I'm just like pouring into my programs. I'm like constantly thinking of, I'm tracking what's happening in the group and I'm constantly creating like, okay, like what can I direct them to that's already in the process? What can I create additionally? Right. So like everything that I'm doing, the way I'm spending my time is I'm thinking at such a higher level than I was just a year ago, because I'm going into that entrepreneurial figure out how to systematize things on the front end of the back end. Right. And I mean, I think it was like, I probably, I work about half the hours that I worked a year ago. And I think that's another thing, right? It's like the revenue is the same, but the actual tangible, like the time of me spent in the business is down probably about 50%. So all of these things are things that you want to be thinking about as you're making the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition. So I think there's like a good way if you want to be thinking about how you might identify right now. So I think it's like the solopreneur to entrepreneur thing. I see people call the transition different things, right? So I think for my clients who are coaches, this is where they go from like when you're a solopreneur, you call it your coaching practice. And then when you go into that entrepreneur phase, you're like, oh, my coaching company, right? I notice a lot of people, they don't, I don't even think they're tracking it consciously, but it's when you go from thinking your identity is I run a coaching practice to I run a coaching company, right? So like, if you're interested in making that your practice into a company, definitely come into the mastermind. I think for my clients, I also, I have bookkeepers. I have marketers. I I love it. I have a psychic client in my mastermind right now. It is so fun. She was just posting for like, she helps people with their spiritual development. I have never seen people jump on a thread faster. She was like, Hey, so I'm looking for someone to sit with like the people that I'm training in their psychic mediumship. And like every one of my masterminders was like me, (laughs) but For some of my other clients who are not coaches, the way that I often see them think about this is they think about themselves like going from a freelancer. They might consider themselves someone who's like a freelancer or like a contractor, like that sort of identity to being someone who is like the CEO of their company. So that is really that solopreneur to entrepreneur transition. And so if like that, if those words help you put... Um, yeah, like put words to basically what you're feeling inside that you're desiring to go to next. Those are some helpful ways to think about it. And there was a day recently that I mentioned to Cheyenne how I was so impressed with how she and I have worked together to create insane amounts of leverage. Like the word that just kept coming up for me was leverage. Like the way we have thought through leverage in our marketing, in our delivery, in our planning. And it just, it's, in awe of the creation that we have put in place in the last year. And leverage means to use something to maximum advantage, right? To not have to create a lot, but to have that be something that is leveraged in a way that has very maximal impact, right? And I sent her a voice note just celebrating us saying that. And she sent me a note back saying that the word leverage had also been one that had kept dropping in for her too recently. And it made me realize we could save you guys going through this solopreneur to entrepreneur thing. So much trial and error and heartache and stumbling trying to figure out it on your own if we shared our tools and frameworks with you. One of the biggest problems I see for people going from solopreneur to entrepreneur is that what got them to that threshold 
right? When you're a solopreneur to get you to being on the threshold of being able to make the transition to entrepreneur, it's like, you have to have been someone who is brave enough to get started messy, to be courageous and build as you're going and route. Like you go with what you have and then you realize you need another thing and you build that when you're going. And that is beautiful. But what fucks so many people is that then they go to make that entrepreneur transition. They go to scale and they haven't organized and optimized what they built. So what they scale is a mess. And this is what creates low profitability. So like if you are beyond six figures running an online business and your profit margin isn't 50% or higher, we want to look at that when you come into the mastermind. If you don't have a back end that feels like it is holding you and you can end the workday and know the business you built is working without you, we want to look at that. You need to build as a solopreneur. But then before you make the transition to entrepreneur, you want to optimize what you have built and then scale. Now, I'm totally taking the left turn again. I'm like, okay, the upcoming podcast on precision, I need to save this for then. But y'all, I could like, precision is like my gift in the world. So I'm like, seriously, what you'll be doing in the mastermind, it's really just energetics mastery. We're going to cover it from a really juicy feminine place and then bring in that strong masculine structure to support you. And for those of you that are more in the building phase, you're going to build the foundation correctly as you go. (laughs) Think of it as like building a house, right? Like you get the foundation right. And then there's going to be some of you guys that are coming into the mastermind and you're at high multiple six or maybe even multiple seven figure businesses. You guys know who you are. I have talked to some of you. And if your business feels messy, you know, this is you, if your business feels messy, (laughs) (laughs) on either the back end or on the front end, like clients just land in a pile of whatever you've just sort of put together while you've been in business for 10 years. We got to do some restructuring, my loves. And these tools and frameworks are gold for people who are either feeling their transition from solopreneur to entrepreneur is coming, I'd say in the next one or two years, or you're in that entrepreneur phase already and you're like, oh no, it does not feel precise. It does not feel organized. It does not feel optimized. Get in here. (laughs) Right? If you don't feel like you've built a business that feels like you could just snuggle up and take a nap in, or it's a sturdy nest that totally supports you and your clients from the marketing to the selling to the delivery, because you've architected it, to be the perfect structure that nourishes and supports you, right? If you feel like you're like, I have not architected it to be the perfect structure that nourishes and supports me, get in here. (laughs) Because what happens when you don't take the time to architect that structure for yourself is you feel tired. You find yourself constantly looping on the same tasks. You feel stuck in the day to day and the tyranny of the urgent thing right? It's like the tyranny of the urgent, the thing that just, it's a fire hose because you haven't built the structure the right way. And then you keep having to put out fires and then you aren't actually focusing on the thing that's like deeply important that you would put in place that would actually stop the fires from happening in the first place. Okay. So we want to step back and build the structure that stops the urgent things from popping up in the first place. 
Now, for a lot of you at the beginning of this transition, this means finding ways to create leverage in your marketing so that your audience is getting value from you without you having to physically be there in front of them. This means having SOPs in your business. And if you don't know what an SOP is, don't you worry about it. We will talk about it (laughs) in our immersion days, right? And you have something where it's like you have a system set up so that someone could, you could hire your next person and they could come in on day one and not talk to you and easily figure out how to get their job done. This means thinking through how to deliver to more clients without you physically having to be there. And now for some of my clients, like coaches and consultants, this might mean building out assets and intellectual property. And for others, like I have a product marketer and a bookkeeper right now. And what I'm working with them on, I love it. I just... This marketer, my mastermind right now, I remember talking to the live event. She's like, I don't know how I'm ever going to do it. And now we're like just a few months in and she's like, I need to hire. (laughs) It's too much demand coming in. I love helping you guys to that champagne place. So what the model she's looking at is she actually wants to begin hiring people on and having those people deliver the work that she's bringing on into her company. Okay. So it will look at what your, what the right business model is for you as you go to scale and making sure that you're prepping for that. Okay. The work of entrepreneurship, honestly, it's basically ruthlessly removing yourself as a bottleneck from any part of the business that would be stuck if you weren't physically there. This transition held a lot of limiting beliefs for me because having a company felt too big for me. Just the idea of it felt like a lot of work, right? I was like, oh, coaching practice sounds easy. I'm making a lot of money. It's good. Like the idea of having a company, I'm like, oh, that sounds, ugh, a company. (laughs) Which is why I think I was subtly avoiding it until I was at that half million dollar mark. And I was literally, I was the apple tree, like about to fall over. I had not built a root system because I was so avoidant to acknowledging that what I was being called to build was an empire. I told myself that hiring people would be hard, that finding someone who could do it as well as I could would be impossible. I hadn't even considered that there were people in the world that could do things even better than I could. (laughs) The ego is so clear in hindsight. The lack of humility. But all that chest puffing was really me just being really scared about growing into that role of being a CEO. I knew how to do everything the way I had been doing it, And running a company felt scary and complicated, and I wasn't sure I would like it. I think I remember telling you guys in a previous episode, my brain was like, I love this work. I love these clients. It's why I started the business in the first place. So why would I work to remove myself? And if some of you are there, just notice if that's what's coming up in your mind. Notice if you Like you wouldn't say this to yourself, but there's almost like this desire, like you want to continue to be the bottleneck where things stop and end and just get curious where that is coming from. For a lot of solopreneurs, they are outsourcing their validation and how good they feel about themselves to their clients and the work that they're doing with their clients and the feedback they're getting from their clients, right? And then they package it it up and they put it in like pretty language about how like, oh, I don't want to give that connection up. And maybe it's that, but also maybe it's like, if you, if you made the entrepreneur transition and to be willing to like serve more people, there would be some validation stuff that might come up for you to deal with. And obviously that creates subtle resistance to expanding into the role of becoming an entrepreneur. 
listen, that deeper part of you, that soulful part of you isn't calling you to something bigger then my goodness, do not force yourself to do anything bigger. Bigger is not better. There's just like what our soul is called to do, right? And someone whose soul isn't called to that, that like made themselves build a multi-million dollar business would be just as not good as someone who was called to the multi-million dollar business and was keeping themselves super small, okay? Just like really feel inside to what your vision is. What is the largest vision you have right now? And then who do you have to become to bring that forward? But the thing is, I tend to attract, I think because of who I am, right? I tend to attract a lot of really powerful, very high potential people with a volcano that exists inside of them. There's like a volcano of potential and you're like, I just want to get it out of me. <laughs> okay. But it's like a mindset block or like a nervous system capacity issue that is not allowing the creation that's wanting to flow through you, the vision that you feel called to, like that is the block to it coming out. Okay. So if you're having some resistance to expanding from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur, but that deeper, wiser part of you is calling you to rise, then answer the call have the courage to rise, to ascend, to expand your capacity into the vision you're called to bring forward. You have to be willing to prioritize the vision and the creation that wants to work through you. You are just the vessel to bring it forward. And it is all your entire job is preparing yourself to be a vessel, to bring it forward, to serve and reach more people and to be willing to give up the identity of the solopreneur that can do it all themselves. It's another sneaky thing. Notice if your brain has attachment, if your ego has pride in being someone that can do it all themselves. If you fancy yourself a bit of a lone wolf, because that's ego, not soul. That was totally me as well, guys. <laughs> I remember, and like you can track it in the smallest things. You'll see it in your business. But I was also the person who like, when I would get out of a car with my suitcase and like my mom or dad would like offer to help me, I'd be like, no, I, I have it. I've got it. I'll do it all myself, right? And that not helpful to receiving, okay? Don't let your ego get in the way of your soul's destiny and what you are called to receive in this lifetime. And if you are feeling the pulse of desire, if you know expanding from a solopreneur to an entrepreneur is something that you're being called to in the next couple of years, or if you're running a team <laughs> or you're in the entrepreneur phase, but you do not feel very calm and well-rested with a back-end systems that are like a well-oiled machine, I cannot wait to support you in the Pleasure and Precision Mastermind. We're going to create magic you're going to create leverage and we're going to create a bedrock foundation from which you can gently rest or fucking fly from. Head to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind to get your name on the wait list. I'll see you there. Uh -huh.